And we're hey. back. Yeah, man. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, and, Mike. And good morning, Jombie. Good morning, Jombie. Thank you, as you know, always. I, I really appreciate Jombie every morning. <laughs> I don't know. He just, he just sets really things too. off the right way, kind of. He does. I would agree. Yeah. I would have There's to agree something about that. the way he kind of just waves his head through the, through the atmosphere. It just... <laughs> It's just the perfect thing for a Sunday morning. Now, on on the show, was he like a severed head like that? Was he a floating? Yeah, entity? just yeah, yeah. No one, no one ever got to see you know his body or anything. He just <laughs> you just opened the box, and it was almost like TV, a TV type of box, and you just you crack open the two doors that are like those those flap doors. Mm-hmm crack those things open and, and there's Jombie, you know, and he and he's helpful. He always had, you know, talks to him. Uh, it's, it's always like if you need a friend, just, you, you know, you crack open the, the Jombie box and <laughs> and Pee Wee was very lucky, man, you know. He, That's he true. Me- I mean, hey. Yeah, he, he messed it up with his shenanigans. <laughs> but well. he's, he's, hey, what's up, Mike? I think, uh, couldn't we all use a friend like Jambi every once in a while? Yeah, John, Pee-wee was lucky, man. He messed everything up. He had Jambi. He had it all. He did. He did. You know? Now, did, didn't they, did they reboot the show on Netflix at some point? Like two, three years ago? I wonder. Did they? I don't they know. Might've. They might have. They very well might have. They very well might have. I mean, he has a movie and everything. I mean, I remember there was a movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was He was pretty big for a while. <laughs> He was, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, yeah, he blew. He, he, he um, there's so many bad jokes I could say, and I'm, uh, I'm holding back because it is Sunday yeah. morning. This is a family show. That's true. And uh, I, I don't, I don't want to uh, mess that up. No, no, I guess, I guess we shouldn't get in trouble. Well, Mike, how are you? Um, are you staying cool? Are you enjoying <laughs> the summer heat? Oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> that is so loaded. Yeah. Well, well, when your when your AC of of thirteen years dies, mm-hmm. your bedroom AC. Uh, actually, it's it's surprisingly not that hot in 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 the room right now. Is that so? Surprisingly, yeah. I guess uh, you know that the there was we had like two fans in the uh, window. Mm. going all night and and it cooled down a little bit so it's not too bad okay but yeah man uh, i'm gonna miss that the ac i'm you know it's still in the windows i i ordered another one thanks to bezos uh <laughs> hey you know <laughs> free you shipping ask. on a on a big heavy air conditioner Tough to beat right to your door uh friday night it broke and and once i determined it was broken and i there was you know they, i did figure out what was wrong with it and then i then I realized that the parts were, they don't make them anymore. 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. so I, was, I wasn't even going to think about fixing it. And it was too hot. And then I just went to Bezos and he had some some good, like, very reasonably priced. I mean, they're cheaper now than I think 13 years ago when I bought this one. <laughs> they really have gone down, the price of an AC. I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad, right? But it's going to, yeah, this guy lasted 13 years. Let's see how long this this one lasts, right? <laughs> It'll last till the end of the summer. Yeah. Morning, John. The 30th of August. Hey, Johnny. Good. Bacon, eggs, grits, coffee. Oh, God. This grits. Wonderful. Now, Mike, I don't know if in my life I've ever actually had grits. Uh, am I full um, for that? I don't regularly have them. I've had them. They're yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like a regular thing for us. It's one of but those bacon things. and eggs and coffee, yes. Well, that, now I'm a big fan of those three, certainly. That happens. Grits is in the realm of... <laughs> Grits is in the realm of like an oatmeal, like a like a cream of wheat kind of. It's like a it's like a yeah like a paste. And they hook it up too. They put they put stuff in it sometimes. Like I'm not I'm not an expert, but actually John, you know maybe uh he comes in once or twice a a month now on on site. That's correct. Maybe we can we can uh, make it a grits. (laughs) Make make it make it a grits lunch. We'll go somewhere, find, you know, we'll find a good place. Well, shoot. We'll have to Google that as soon as we're done. Um, Mike, can I mention this briefly? You know where me and my lovely girlfriend went yesterday was the Bronx Zoo. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's a great place, man. It really was, man, I got to say. Um, yeah. And it was a bit of a pilgrimage for myself. Uh, really yeah, for from class, where but, you are. That's true. That's um, a good hike. I was supposed to go to the Bronx Zoo on my sixth grade class trip. Every year, the sixth grade class goes to the Bronx Zoo. I didn't get to go because, hate to say it, of 9-11. Wow. <laughs> uh, that happened that year, 2001. That is and, something. Um, we didn't get to go, even though, you know, in retrospect, it would have been fine. So it's been this long light at the end of the tunnel of this place that I always, <laughs> you, I know it was this magical you zone. You finally made it. That I, it took <laughs> me did it. 20 more years. But I finally did it. Um, and man, oh man. I mean, some of the enclosures are obviously too small for whatever's in there. And it's kind of a bummer. But, yeah, you know, obviously... Some of the animals that are in the zoo, they've been injured or what have you. So it's like, well, they might not be able to make it out in the real world. So it's okay that they're here. Oh, God. I saw a lot of monkeys, primates, at uh, at the Bronx Zoo. And wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there are some monkeys. <laughs> there are some monkeys who are in this enclosure. And they're staring out at the glass every bit as much. They're like staring at people. Every yeah. bit as much as people are like. That's my back favorite part, them. though. Uh, like <laughs> the gorillas, like when you go and you, and you, you kind of go. There's there's a part of the exhibit where like you go inside, and then you see them outside. Yes, yeah, that's where then the gorillas and and some yeah, other I love there. that yeah. man. Like because you really yeah. get to like, like really hang out with them. It's kind of weird and and right. see how like. How like like you said, how thoughtful they are. It's weird, like looking in their eyes, and like it's it's just they're, they're so like I don't know, like us. They just yeah, 
the a lot of the monkey's hands were freaking me out because it is a human hand. It's got yeah. knuckles here. It's got knuckles here. It's got some up here. It's got little fingernails, and they're grabbing stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, man. Um, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the closest uh, link. For sure, man. For sure, those guys. And I, you know, this is this is very woo woo, but I want to believe that there is a way to communicate with animals. Now, hear me out. Not necessarily. I'm going to read Shakespeare to my dog, but wouldn't you say that there's probably some nonverbal communication things that we could oh, yeah. indicate to animals of various sorts? That I would be surprised. I think I would not be surprised if they could understand more than we thought. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I I'm with you on that. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like how technically technically it would work, or how I does don't it even, work? I don't even know if the scientists do know. But there are people. No, there. Are, I mean, there are people who just have a knack for it, though. I mean, you yeah, know, that's true too. So a lot of famous people tuned in. There's a, a a woman in particular, I can't remember her name, of course I can't, but uh, she's done like tons of work with like, you know, with gorillas and... and Is it um Jane Goodall? That's got to be it. Yeah. yeah. She's a great lady. And uh, I mean, reading about her and, and she's got plenty of uh, videos and stuff. Um, That's fascinating stuff. And, and she's learned so much about like, you know, like how they behave in this situation, that situation, even about us. Like, it helps us to understand ourselves, like, by studying them. It's just pretty fascinating. I'm The, the behavior and the social, and it's just amazing. Also, there's all the, these kind of, like, videos on YouTube and stuff floating around the internet where it'll be like, oh, this is like a leopard, and it was raised by this guy, like, 20 years ago. Oh, and now yeah, they're, like, yeah. re-meeting, you know? And the leopard is, like, running up and, like, hugs the dude, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it, that's true. Yeah, and it's there's like, a lot of those Instagram people now, like, you know, with, with these exotic pets, and they're, like, really, mm-hmm. like, close. But it's true, you're right. Like, even after a bunch of years. And that even that lady, I think she reunited with a special, oh, specific... Yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah, it was like a specific one that was really special to her. Mm-hmm. And she let, I think, the animal back into the wild. And she actually went to the wild like years later and she had made a family and everything. Because I think it was imagine? a female. And oh then gosh. she, it's it's on video. It's really cool. And then she goes, sees her, and then even introduces her to her kids. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's like very touching. It's <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. I mean, that says a lot, right? To you say know, that that's a lot. That says a ton. The something that I kept thinking yesterday too was and it's a kind of a shame that we have um like in the India, like something that is like a zoo probably shouldn't exist. But I wonder what the evolutionary purpose of cuteness is because or has been (laughs) because invariably i mean you're at the bronx zoo you've got all people of all ages you know um who like you know when you see like a little baby monkey you're like oh look at the baby yeah yeah. he's a little guy with his little tail Mm -hmm. especially the little ones with their little heads (laughs) 
Oh my god! And their and little the, teeny, and the, and teeny and tiny the little features and yeah. the way they look, the way they look at you, and <laughs> like, looking around at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it's obviously even with human babies, um, they are universally regarded by the vast majority of people as absurdly cute. And oh my goodness! And that, the feeling like a newborn gives you. Right, we're like, oh my, oh gosh. my gosh, there's a mushy little face and yeah. stuff. It's so vulnerable and cute. Mm-hmm. And that probably correlates to them than we are more likely or interested. To take care of them. To take care of it, yeah. <laughs> like if That's you had an good. ugly baby, you know, you might, who knows? <laughs> that is That is pretty funny and true. That's, yeah. So, for at least in human babies, that seems pretty point to point. Okay, cool. But then the way that the fact that we feel that about animals of all sorts um, probably means that we were meant to live like harmoniously with them, um, and not necessarily uh, continually destroy their habitats. Now, that's that's not what I necessarily want to get into today. <laughs> Let me jump back to something real quick, Mike, which is that you reminded me about the air conditioner. That isn't that a principle that could be drawn out to a larger thing. It reminds me of reading stories about like when, uh, you know, British uh, colonials, pilgrims first came to the, uh, what is now the United States. Um, Some Native Americans were shocked that like in the wintertime, they had to sit so close to the fire and constantly be around the fire. Um, and that native tribes, like they didn't really have nearly as much difficulty with like being cold. Um, and that's a principle and illustration of what we're used to, what our environment is. You know, air conditioning, a relatively new uh, invention, for the longest time, mm-hmm. people lived in Arizona. You know, people yeah, lived right. right on the equator. And right. it's 110 in the summer. 110 for two weeks in a row, no AC. In a modern context, yeah. I'm like, I would die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're so spoiled, I guess. Or it's You're right. It's true. People put up, I mean, people deal have dealt with it forever. And again, this is an illustration of we are always kind of able to adapt much more than we think we can to our environment. Yeah. Look at that breathing guy. Uh, what's his name? That, Wim Hof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy, He just he's happy to just go naked into the, you know, frigidest temperatures. With no shoes on. No shoes, <laughs> and, and it helps him to, you know, to feel great. Which, you know, if we're, if we're going to be inspired by that in some way, it's like, well, uh, we're much stronger than we're led to believe. Um, it reminds me just briefly of uh, the story of Hanuman, uh, the Hindu story. Hanuman was the perfect servant of Ram or God. Um, and Hanuman, he had all the powers in the world, all powerful. But because he played with a yogi, messed with a yogi, an older gentleman, when he was young, he was cursed so that 
He couldn't remember that he had all the powers in the world, but he still mm. did. But he was the perfect servant of God otherwise. So Ram comes to uh, the world, marries a lady named Sita. She gets kidnapped, taken to an island. So they got to go get her. They're standing at the water's edge, looking out at the island that she's on. And they're like, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? And somebody turns to Hanuman and says, Hanuman, you have the power to jump the ocean. Just go for it. And he goes, wow. oh, yeah, I do. So he jumps over, grabs her, jumps back, brings her home. So this story illustrating that we are often so much more powerful than we think we are. And if you take that one step further to say that, you know, God or the universe would never present you with something that you weren't prepared for, or you weren't mm, prepared is too easy a word, that you weren't, you didn't have the powers within you to be able to handle, um, then we are, uh, you know, we can, we can get ourselves into a mindset of being rather unstoppable. Which, uh, of course, does dovetail nicely into my friend and yours, Marcus Aurelius. He's back, he folks. What a, what a hairdo, man. I know. Seriously. Uh, you know, it's amazing the, the time and effort they would put into their, their hair. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It, be- it's, it's a true story, too. <laughs> is was hair a big do you know do you have any hair info yeah about it, was a, times? it was a big yeah yeah they, they would hilarious. Uh, they would put that work in for that hair the guys not just the gals really and uh yes it was it was uh serious stuff i, I know that i know that much do you think they had like products back then hair products they must have right they must have yeah i, I think I'm pretty sure they had like different methods and, and uh, it was a big deal. Like it was a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. And, and it's, you know, it's, that is a fine, you know, fine set of hair. It is. There are uh, many, many people in the 80s who would, uh, who would try and attain the same haircut. <laughs> What's Johnny got to say, Real? He's got it. Is that an Let's assumption see. that the universe is in tune with our needs well what would you say to that mike oh uh i'll say that's something i mean because it's weird it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing to think about right it's uh because we we're it kind of makes it sound like the universe is more in tune with our needs than we are if that's the case right i think that that could very well be true and it probably is and uh (laughs) we've yeah, and and he also John also said beware of the comforts a little earlier, and uh, those two kind of they're like brother and sister there, you know. Beware of the comforts, and then and the universe knows what we need. Um, and then maybe yeah, I mean maybe we are a bit resistant sometimes. Um, but and then like your, the story you said, yeah, that you you don't know what you have. I guess the. Uh, and then it makes me think of growth, right? Because the those moments when you feel like that, as you know, you know, you, you, someone might need to remind you and say, "Hey, you can do that." 
that's kind of something we need. You know, that's a great story you told. Because, uh, I mean, that's something we need pretty often, you know? Like something you used to do or especially as you get older and you move from one situation to another completely different life situation. Um, sometimes you need to be reminded, Hey, you can, you can jump over that ocean. Like, you know, there's like so much to that. And, and yeah, maybe the universe knows, you know, that we need that, um, kind of to be presented to us. And of course that flies in the face of everything is always fine and you should always be happy. And, <laughs> and if you're not, that's just because you're not as enlightened as me. And, you know, that's a, that's totally against the grain of that of that camp. Certainly does. But uh, uh makes sense to me. Well, what do I know? <laughs> well, you know, and it I'm does, just a guy. It does speak to the interconnectedness and the like the necessity of community that I think a lot of times I know that I've experienced this many times when you get too much in your own head you're able to reinforce your own habitual thought patterns again and again and again and again, which can oh, be man. positive in some cases. You can like uh, delude yourself into going out and, and doing something. <laughs> and a delude kind of has a negative connotation, but sometimes it can, it can be good, I guess. Uh, on the other side of the coin, you can also just really browbeat yourself into thinking I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then, be it a friend or the whole universe or some uh, mixture there within, might present you with a situation where you're, you're a little uncomfortable insofar as it's going against the things that you thought you were, the thought you would like to do. But here it is. What are you going to do? You got to do it. And yeah. uh, I guess the entire universe does represent a sort of community <laughs> i guess that's what god may well yeah, be well, yeah and and the, and the one i mean that that always i mean what you're talking about always brings me back to the the idea of one you know that we are all connected we're all one uh there is no you know separation you know the 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 big idea of you know individualism like the, the strong individualism um concept and you know and, and i can do it and I can't be stopped. You know, that whole that whole thing is kind of you know. I always felt that was uh, well, not always, but I I now feel that uh, that's you know it's like a BS concept. You know, you you can't do anything on your own, mm -hmm. and even even when you kind of seem like you you do or you did, it it's it's just you fooling yourself. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, there's so many people in our lives that that do these tiny uh things whether it be just uh, a connection to someone uh you know introducing you to someone or just introducing you to some art just something you know these little tiny things that are that a person might even do that that knew you for like two hours one day and, and never saw you again that could change everything. You know, we're so connected. We're like, and, and uh, that makes me think of that, you know, you know, it's like us, it's like 
It's like you talking to you when you're talking to someone else almost, <laughs> you know? That's true. And, I, you know, if you dwell on that too much, you'll become an egomaniac, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but perception is reality. We see what we want to see. Our desire systems shape uh, our reality in a very, very real way. Mm. Um, yeah. And it reminds me, too, of this point that we mentioned before, where I think it's one of the main takeaways of the Bhagavad Gita. That we are the doer of the actions, but we cannot really take responsibility or be tied to the fruits of those actions. Um, and, you know, something that I, I like to think about is uh, whether or not the ideas come from inside us, or I kind of think the life is probably more like everyone is the album cover to uh, Dark Side of the Moon, where we're, we're a triangle, you know, and we're, we're receiving this universal white beam of light. Mm. And then whatever it is inside of us that's unique in these experiences, whether they're epigenetic or this time around, uh, the blockages and various desires that we have, we kind of convert that universal beam into all these various fun colors and we make it real in the world. Yeah, yeah. Real. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's so real. You know, that's really, that's actually pretty, pretty science, you know? I think that's yeah, that's, fairly that's the eye, yeah the eyes. That's what our eyes do. They 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 take they yeah. take in the light, and then it you know goes to our brain, and our brain like decodes it and that's, gives us what we think we're seeing right now. You know, it's uh, it's it's true. Yeah, that's a great point too. Because uh, yeah, that's actually in various ways in science that's already been proven, and so many things like are so similar as as you go higher and higher uh that, that's probably that probably is what it is this reminds me i uh a friend of ours mark uh, uh sent me an article this week and it was a conversation in uh, and i think it's from the 90s between um these two guitar players john mclaughlin who's like a jazz guitar player guy i think he played with miles davis there for a while and robert fripp um, who was like a rock and roll guy. He played with King Crimson. Um, and the two of them are kind of talking about music and stuff. And I think John McLaughlin was in this band, founded this band called the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Um, and they played kind of, uh, they had like a guru kind of, or like John McLaughlin followed this guy named Sri Chinmoy, who Sri Chinmoy was a student of Ramana Maharshi, who's, uh, you know, the cup is already broken guy. Um, so a little lineage there, but these two musicians, guitar players are talking back and forth and they were saying how, and I w wonder if you have experienced the same thing. I imagine you would have Mike where they're saying like, well, you want to, you want to play what you feel and you kind of have this idea of what, how you think you want a thing to sound. But really, if, if we are to go by the principle of we are merely a vector through which the universe is speaking, then you need to take time, you need to do both kind of things, where you need to take time to learn the instrument, learn how to play, learn some musical knowledge, and yet in the process of writing or performing, you kind of need to get out of the way so that that stuff can kind of just come through you. So it's a little bit of this paradox where you need to learn a bunch of stuff so that you can forget about it and not have to worry about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, and, and uh, 
for creating i will i i describe that like uh um just to play now i don't mean play like play i mean like uh half mess around um and just kind of like go with it that's always seems to be the most fun for me and and like uh enjoyable you know cuz i think when when you try to create i think it's good to have like an a, an idea you know or uh, somewhere to start a starting point mm-hmm. but i uh for me at least it's very freeing when i when i got to a point where the starting point was just the starting point and it could go completely far from what i where i thought i would start with and that 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 makes it fun cuz if you if you if you restrict and you rule everything and you got all this uh, it has to be this it's not as fun to me but there are some people who are you know great they call it perfectionists you know where it has to be this and this is what it needs to be and they're very proud of that um which is a different take that's just not my take my take is kind of like you know i i, I don't want to go too far from the idea either but you know you want to have fun and be a, have give some allowance to like what you're talking about you know and where it's not necessarily coming from you it's just happening and that's fun man to me that's way more fun it just is that's one of the things that i think is the biggest shame about the modern world that we live in now is we have removed a lot of the magic of life at least the potential magic of life because that is uh, i agree from a from a writing standpoint composition standpoint that is the best way to do it where you have a jumping off point and you maybe you have this little thing you're working on but you know even better than i that so many and again what a what a life point this is so many of the greatest songs that have ever been written the progressions that they are the beats that they are they were written through a series of mistakes <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. you're kind of playing this thing and then you accidentally put this thing over here, and then you listen to it like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that that's kind of cool, actually. And you mm-hmm. grow on that and grow on that. Yeah. And it's almost like uh, that process, again, is, a, is a, a perfect illustration in my mind of just ideas pouring through your head and you uh, like almost kind of getting out of the way and, and, and trusting that they can, let's just follow it. Let's just follow it. I don't really know where it's going. I don't know. Maybe, oh, this isn't right. Let's move this around. But continuing to follow and follow. One of the tough, some, a quote I think of all the time um, is, uh, it's by like an old Hollywood lady. I, I wish I could remember who it was, but um, she said, the art of writing is applying your ass to the seat. <laughs> because the hardest thing that's oftentimes good. that's good <laughs> the hardest thing oftentimes about doing uh anything uh, let's, let's say something creative is like just writing, doing it <laughs> just do it just sit down and do it just and you know when you are too critical and 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 this is something i run into all the time too 
where it's almost like when you're trying to have too much control in that creative situation, when you're too much in your prefrontal cortex, uh, it's hard to get anything out. Like if I'm trying to write a new song and I'm trying to put down some lyrics, if I'm too judgmental about, oh, no, that's not right, uh, as it's getting going, I'll never write anything. Nothing will ever come out because nothing could ever be good. Yeah, enough. yeah. And and I I think there's a lot of people who actually, you know, uh, I hope this doesn't sound judgmental, but who actually um, never finish anything. Yeah, because I, of that. So so there's people who are musicians, uh, basically their whole life, and. Uh, they never quite finish one composition because they're probably and and you know what's funny uh, <clears throat> some of those guys and you know because I've I've had a lot of friends like that and uh, they're they also tend to be the same type of people who see a lot of mess or bad in everything. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? They out? tend to be the same type of people where, like, <laughs> you you tend to need, you know, as 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 if you want to be a good friend to, to to people like that, you know. And this is in tune with the oneness. Uh, I always try to throw them back on, you know, on the good good side of the tracks as much as I can. Um, but that'll listen. That that's a that'll keep you still, man. You, you're gonna make stuff that's not. <laughs> Or you're gonna do, you know, applying this to life. You're gonna do stuff that's not great. It's, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's you're true. gonna you're gonna have relationships <laughs> that aren't great. They don't turn out great. They they mm-hmm. don't they don't end. Uh, they they don't end well. Nope. Um, and that's just par for the course. You know, that's just that's the way it is. You know, that's. And you kind of got to go with that, you know. You, you can't be, you know, where you're always just like, "This isn't it. This isn't it. This is all right." Then nothing. Oh, oh, you, you know what? Too, you can probably get used to that too, right? And that becomes that cycle. Like you were, you were kind of talking about that a little earlier of that, the repetition and the kind of cycling that we we fall into, mm-hmm. and that can be that too because you that becomes that becomes like your. Um, your default yes and then when that ocean comes mm-hmm. and someone reminds you you've been defaulting so much that you might not even have the ability to get the courage up to to fly across it true because you get stuck you know that's one thing too you know when you get stuck in those loops loops are dangerous man they can be quite dangerous dangerous um, and it does remind me too of that couple of weeks ago when we were when we were reading from that list of rules of being a human. One thing this is I think about this like twice every day. Uh, that life teaches you lessons, and it will continually teach you lessons, and it will teach you the same lesson over and over until you learn it. Oh, that's such and a then dark. <laughs> once you finally get it, immediately there will be a new lesson that it's trying to teach you. But yes. if you push so away, push away this very same lesson, it's it's like a rubber band where like every time you say no to it, it pulls back a little further. 
so that inevitably when it smacks you in the face, it's going to yeah. hurt so much more. You know, it's weird how many times <laughs> we need to be taught. Like, yeah, we I, mean, all, hey, I, I believe that we all have like um, these rough edges, let's say. Certainly. And, I th- and they're different for everyone. Indeed. You know, most people will look at someone else's rough edge and be like, what is this guy's problem? Wow. <laughs> you know, like, what is with this guy? Yeah. And, um, but that's the way it is. And I think that as a, for me, you know, as, as I, as I think about these things more, I feel like, um, you get like a, a, a layer peeled, you know, you, you don't learn the lesson, but you get a layer peeled, you go through it again, another layer peeled. Mm-hmm. It just takes time that those things are like, I mean, there are, they're like our, our place to to learn perseverance and you know it's like we all have this it's like that it's like our classroom in life to me Mm -hmm. that rough edge that we we each person has their specific thing one one may be too nice one may be too mean one may be too uh, another's too abrupt one is too controlling one one doesn't have any type of order you know, one is one is too meticulous. One is, and you so you have all these things that we like uh, have an imbalance. And I think that uh, balance. We talk about that a lot. You know, that's a hard thing to have. And um, I'm sure there's there's the gurus out there who are like, yeah, well, if you only understood, <laughs> it's very simple. You know, you yeah, just well, need I to. don't understand. Okay. <laughs> And it's really hard, and I think that it's hard. those rough edges are what makes balance difficult because I think we tend to, and like you and comfort, like you said, the comfort of the air conditioner, of the things, those rough edges are comfortable because we know, we know that if, if we do that thing we always do, we know what will happen, and we know how to deal with what will happen, because we've dealt with it a hundred times before, mm-hmm. and it's like, and and even if it's a bad thing to deal with, we're like, f it. At least you know, I know I don't care. You right. know, I this this is what's gonna, this is how it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's why those rough edges are rough and, and and hard, and we learn those lessons again and again and again and again and again. Excuse me, but I think they get a little bit better. You know, if you if you pay attention and you're trying. You get a little better over time. I think so, and and again, they will they will wear away at you until you get it. Yeah. So, um, or, or or not. <laughs> oh yeah, or not. You can just not not deal with it. Just not get it. <laughs> um, you know, and and I would even expand that further, Mike, to like how technology kind of affects us, and very much the modern American game is about having guaranteed experiences. That I want to buy the ticket to the thing yeah. that I know exactly. It's at seven p.m. It will be this show. It's going to be the most fun I've ever had. We're going to go out drinking afterwards. I want to know exactly how it's going to go. I want so to be hard. in complete control of how the entire evening is going to unfold. Now and that then, sounds then, like the the biggest creative killer. Sorry, it just does. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's a it's a Buddhist uh, principle of attachment. That expectation is can be a very dangerous alliance because 
when you make those plans, the best laid plans of mice and men often go asunder. Uh, you make a big giant plan of a thing, and then inevitably life happens. The flight is delayed 20 minutes yep. or the, what, you know, this place was closed on Mondays and you didn't realize that. So now you got to go. It's just nonstop. That's and it. That's so all that constantly you happens. You can either choose to rage against that constantly <laughs> or learn the life principle that is maybe trying to be illustrated, which is that, uh, the present of experiencing whatever it is that's out there yeah could be even more fun even more beneficial even more positive it's, yeah not to pat myself on the back here a little bit but uh, you go right ahead sir i may sound i may sound like one of these gurus that i always make fun of well please um, do <laughs> but but um like i had i had two particular things recently and um one of them, I, I, it's easy to talk about. It was the my computer, you know, where I where I've been doing my project, my music. That's right. You know, it it just you know, it just got all crazy and messed up. Like it, it lost its mind. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> hey, I've it been there. It couldn't do what it, you know, it couldn't function, yeah. and which it was kind of my fault. But we won't get into that. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not important whose fault. That's not it important. <laughs> so. So it, it it basically got messed up, and there was two ways to deal with that. Um, one could be like get mad, try whatever, try to do this, try whatever, just flip out, uh, feel bad for myself because all my stuff is on there. Luckily, I didn't lose anything. Um, I do have stuff backed up. There might be some things that don't come back the same way because of the way things are saved and and things like that. But whatever, that's just a bridge to cross. And and that that's kind of the point I'm making is that. I kind of went through this phase of it where I actually used it to like catapult me into, and this is what I think we're talking about, where like something happens, it's not planned. That certainly isn't what I was, you know, planning. I was planning to finish my project on that computer. You know, I had, you know, I have a good groove going on it. Sure. I got presets. I'm, I'm just doing really well. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when it happened, I said, all right, let me use this to just clean up shop. You know, so, you know, new computer, um, going to clean up everything, going to like, you know, simplify, going to like, and then I started thinking about other parts of my life. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take a, an, a break and just clean up everything. So then that caused me to take a break from social media. Then that caused me to even like emotionally let go of like a whole part of my life. It took me on this journey, you know, like, and I, that wasn't me doing that. That was being done to me and happening to me. But then when I let go and I just kind of got on that wave, it was very freeing. It was freeing. It, it felt new. If it, it was, it was different. It's not what I was planning to do, and it actually, it fed like many parts of my life in a good way. That that computer doing that, and um, I think that's that's the key. You can't really 
you know, like I said, not patting myself on the back, but listen, I didn't always do that. I promise you. <laughs> and it really, it, it turned into something good. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm taking a big break from, from what I, what I was doing, which I didn't want to do. I mean, it's going to end up being a, you know, a quite a long pause. Um, but even that's like an accepting thing. Like, okay, well then, then it's going to, and then that kind of, that translates into other things. You know, there's other things in my life that I need to be more patient for. So it builds this patience muscle and this mindset that is very, very, uh, useful if you want to be content. So it helped, you know, something like that, you know, and, and even that there, there was, you know, a tragedy that happened, you know, to, to a friend of mine and even, even that situation, which, um, was devastating. Even even this all kind of worked together to kind of um, help me along, and I and it it was almost like the universe was taking care of me. That it was just happening, you know. You know, like God was just kind of uh, providing these roads mm. out of where I was trapped, you know. Well, Mike, you can pat yourself on the back for that. I'm going to pat you on the back for that, and I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Because that is a perfect illustration of exactly what we're talking about here. Is um, when, you, when you tell somebody, hey, tomorrow your computer's going to break, what person in their right mind wouldn't be like, oh, Damn it! Oh my, this is gonna be Especially the worst. Especially if you got the a much crap as you know, like yeah. work, <laughs> right. work and important stuff right. to me. Yeah, yeah. Projects that, and right, countless Who, hours. What rational person wouldn't receive that news rather poorly? Uh, myself at the top of that list. <laughs> yes, that was that was me. That was first. That was the first reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you allowed that process. To be, dare I say, quite magical. And it does remind me of the Buddhist principle of the two arrows. That the first arrow is the circumstance your computer broke. That's not your fault. Even if it is, let's set that aside for the moment. It was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too late now, okay? It's broken. You know, because I know better. <laughs> I know better. Well, but hey, you know, obviously <laughs> in that I, moment you didn't, you know, when you didn't. Nope. <laughs> it's broken. No one cares. And but the second arrow would have been you being incredibly disappointed. You saying, you know, oh, I, yeah. I'm not even going to work on anything. You being oh, in a yeah. ba bad mood for the oh. next month about it. That's the second arrow that you could yeah. have chosen. I'm not going to do the project anymore. Yeah. Listen, that's, well, trust me, that all went through my head. I promise well, you. Look, hey, <laughs> I'm not even going to do it anymore. I'm just going to, you know. Uh, why do I even the whole thing happened? The whole game why do I even? I have you know why do I need? I don't need to do music anymore. I don't have anything to prove. <laughs> the whole thing just hang up the whole thing. Well, when you had texted me when this originally happened, I I gave you credit for being wow. That's a very stoic mindset, and you did say yeah. Well, it took me a little bit to get there. <laughs> <laughs> the stoic sure guy did. showed up eventually. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. I let him in. Let's put it that way. Yes, indeed. I let the guy in. <laughs> but not only, I mean, again, the way that you experienced it, 
that, based on how you just related it, was quite magical. That not only did it, uh, were you not discouraged and, and didn't stop working on the project, but you allowed it to affect you positively by saying, you know, maybe this is trying to show me I should clean this thing up. And then it bled over into other areas in your life. Who, whom amongst us can say that, yeah, my computer broke and uh, it actually made my life way better. It made, made my mind like... <laughs> it, ac- it actually did. <laughs> That's a, that, that is, is quite magical, dude. It is funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, credit to you for that. Um, and it does, of course, dovetail nicely. Let me throw up this. This is our little Marcus Aurelius quote for today, Mike. Is what we got. To pursue pleasure as good and flee from pain as evil, that too is blasphemous. Someone who does that is bound to find himself constantly reproaching nature, complaining that it doesn't treat the good and bad as they deserve, but often lets the bad enjoy pleasure and the things that produce it, and makes the good suffer pain and the things that produce pain. And moreover, to fear pain is to fear something that's bound to happen, the world Mm -hmm. being is what what it is. And that, again, is blasphemy. While if you pursue pleasure, you can hardly avoid wrongdoing, which is manifestly blasphemous. Mm. It reminds me of a George Gurdjieff quote that, you know, if one thing could be different, absolutely everything could be different. And people, yes. are, people are constantly under the, the uh, erroneous notion, myself, again, at the top of that list, that things aren't going the way they should. That, well, why does this person, why, well, why did it have to rain today? Well, how come that's, why, everything's so messed up? I think we could all agree in many ways. Oh, yeah. the, the world seems pretty messed up. And yet this universe is so enormous. There are so many moving parts and we can control so few things that the world is in fact unfolding the only possible way it could. And it doesn't mean that we're completely hopeless. It doesn't mean that we can't affect change in the world because there are an infinite number of examples of of people doing that, be they one person or a large group of people. But Things are unfolding the only way they have ever unfolded, insofar yeah. as that's what ha- that's, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 actually. I mean, I love that quote. Um, it's it's powerful because it's kind of like. It, it, I mean, it it actually it ties in really well with the, the, what we what we've talked about, and I think so. it's. You know, it's sort of like, I think we give too much, What it, this is what it's like speaking to me, it's, it's, we give too much power to something that didn't go as planned, or something that disappoints us, or, you know, a wrench, you know. My brother was, you know, always likes to say that, you know, oh, you threw a wrench in it. And and uh, sometimes you know we give that power unnecessarily. 
True. You know, to 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 that wrench, you know, and even calling it that, you know, sometimes it, if we just sort of pursued just the road in front of us, you know, I mean, it's difficult because we hold on to the past. We don't, we, we're, we're used to behaving a certain way. Um, and it's very hard. But there's a there's a road laid before us all, on wherever we are in our journey, and it it is a different one, and it but it is a, is a more living one, you know. And um, there's like a I can't remember that this is a scripture. I think it's a I it's something like I set death and life before you choose life. You know, it's sort of like you can take these roads which are not going to help you. Because one thing I love to think about is how living is growing. Once you stop growing, you're not living and you start dying. I mean, we're going to die no matter what, but I just feel like it's like I'm talking spiritually, you know, like physically we're going to die no matter what, but like (laughs) we can actually... We can actually grow, I believe this to be true, that we can grow spiritually until our last breath. I completely agree. I think that you know, unlike our body, um, our spirit and our mind and our, and our consciousness, that, that can constantly be growing mm-hmm. until, until our body just gives, gives up. And um, I think that that's just what it's all about. And the, the, the way that quote puts it, is a good way to look at things so that you can allow yourself to constantly be growing. It, it's like a way, you know, perspectives are everything, man. You know, if you've got, if you've got like the perspective, that's why the Stoics are so great because they, they're framing perspectives that make life acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true man you know it's like they're like putting it in a, in a context of like you're like okay listen don't do this don't do that it's this is basically like the, the stoic manual like if you want to know how to be a stoic yeah generally speaking mm-hmm. it's like listen crash course don't do this don't do that because it's pointless <laughs> just you know be very accepting look Go with the flow is mm-hmm. probably something I think they'd agree with too. I would imagine so. <laughs> and and just go with it and right. and and stop put giving so much power to these ideas like like in that quote of 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 fear, even of justice, even of you know. But at the same time, what I like about the Stoics is there's also a balance. It's, it never says don't seek justice. True. It's still seek it try to do this try to live this way but but don't do it in a way that is going to like disengage you from what's right in front of you and and what you could be benefiting from you know cuz your your own mind can just just limit all your possibilities mm-hmm. it really can you know if you really really um you know, you get stuck in the, in those loops. Loops are just dangerous. They're just 
you're not moving anywhere if you're in a loop you're not going somewhere you're just it's like you know you got a 90 minute cassette and you you looped a minute the first <laughs> minute you just looped it <laughs> you know play play the rest of it and it's 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 pretty amazing how many people do you know and and actually that affects that's probably one of the biggest um I'm going to, I mean, I'm no expert, but I think one of the biggest reasons people have mental health issues is by repeating that minute. Yeah. Taking that minute. And if, if you repeat it, because even, you know, in, in New York City, you know, we do kind of get to know some homeless people with mental issues as long as we walk the same way every day, basically. Yep. And um, they say the same stuff. You know, I've 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 seen um, you know homeless people with mental health issues arguing with just. I mean, the person's not there, but the, you can tell. Like I've even been able to tell. Like that person must really had an incident with someone. Yeah, because they'll be walking. They'll be like, and they'll be saying the same conversation, only from their 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 side, and they'll be like. You know, you know, f you, you know, well, it was that was your fault, da, 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 and you, you should, and I told you to get the da, 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 like something very traumatic, mm. and then two days later, I see the same person, same conversation, and that's that loop I'm talking about that starts in your head. Those mm. conversations start like small, yeah, right, and then the next year, and then the next year, and then the next year, and then it. Then they become large, and then they become all-encompassing, and then they basically are the main center point of your life, and everything else is just kind of there. Right, right. And that's like, whew. Stoic, that's not stoic. No. And and that is like, uh, yeah, a kind of... uh, a pretty good illustration of like the extreme that of those cycles and loops that's that you the extreme. Can get that's like the the worst point you can be at because at that mm-hmm. point you have the negative experience and no sense of community so nobody to really you know we have all let that person down and we can't or are not actively involved in shaking them out of that loop and man, they're just going and some, over and some over are just too far. That's the truth, you know. Some of those that there, there is such a thing. True, you know, some people get too far. They re- and there's no, there's nothing you can do for certain people except be there. Right, right. That's it. Support. Be there. They'll they'll never be able to pull themselves, even with help out of out of that because that's see that's the thing the 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 dangerous thing about it is it gets so that's why it's you got to get out of those situations quick it's like uh oh you know it's like if you're in a bad spot you look around this doesn't look good you know you see like things might get violent or something let's say you're at a at a concert or something and you just see some weird stuff get out quick and mm-hmm. and that's that's what I try to do you know that's that's why I did that with the computer because I've learned over time, this is, I looked around, it looked like it could get violent, you know, mentally and spiritually, mm-hmm. and it could it could really be bad, mm-hmm. and I just got out quick, just got yeah. out. 
that, and that's the move, man. And, you know, it's worth mentioning, too, here as we wrap up that, like, the way that the word stoic, you know, stoic is still a word people use. And it's, yeah. you know, basically this boiled down version of what all this big philosophy is. <laughs> it's that face right there. <laughs> it's really, um, it's really, uh, it's yeah. also um, this face. There you here go. Too. That's that Very, face. That's it. That's, that's really. <laughs> that's stoic. Man. <laughs> but um, like it, a person who is stoic, uh, exuding stoicism is uh, very, they move kind of very slowly. Um, they're sort of unshaken, and I think that that unflappability would come from a confidence, and confidence is often rooted in this like self love and even like a faith, uh, if it's not in the entire universe, at least a faith in yourself. Yeah, and, I, I agree. A big faith because to 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 go through that, you have to believe. Like I had, I had to believe in that situation that something good will come of it, right? And that might be the cleanest takeaway from the Stoic philosophy: is a confidence and a faith in oneself, and maybe a reflection that there's a much larger game going on here, so that we can have faith, in fact, in the entire game as well. And if we have confidence and self-love in ourselves. If we can take care of that primarily, we can bring that out into the world and hopefully help others to not get stuck in those loops and, you know, spread the gospel, dare I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Stoics are... This, I mean, we actually connected first because I saw you reading something about Stoics. That's true, Mike. And I was uh, like, I was indeed. like, yo... You down with the Stoics? Like, yeah. It's like, I was like me too, too, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my guys. And and yeah, man. No, they they. I I love them. I love those guys. What they had to say, and and you know, it, it can get a little bit dry. You know. Well, they're but, very, but, they're very they're very stoic. <laughs> yeah, it can be like a little dry sometimes, but it's 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 like it's dry but beautiful. Let's put it that way. Very true. It's, it's dry but beautiful. And deep, and uh, words. I think to me, words to live by. I mean, it's and if and if if those aren't your words to live by, you got to find other ones that just put you in a per, in a good perspective. That's the key. It's not really this. Look at this. Read these guys. Read those guys. You have to figure out. It's you know. You have to whatever the mind hack is going to be. You got to just do it, you know, because we're so busy with throwing around on schedules and you got to find something or you're just going to get lost. It's true. You know, as we always say, like no rule book is good enough. And we talk about the people that inspire us and we have people tell us things that inspire them. But it is an individualized path. And uh, but it does stand to reason that you can have confidence and faith that you can find that if you seek it. Yeah. A ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the mm -hmm. door will be open to you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so let me That's throw this up way. here, Mike. Um, we did it again, Mike. And, you know, I will admit to the content content faithful at this moment that in the episode description today, I lied to you. 
and I apologize for that. But it's a good lie because Mike's going to be back next week. I said it was going to be your last show ever. But, Mike, of course, I'm allowing you to take your paid time off. <laughs> I, uh, I did get that travel request approved. Um, yeah, I put it in. I hired some contractors to fill in while you're gone. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, you'll be back next week. Uh, we'll let Marcus Aurelius go. Um, he's a stoic. I don't think he'll mind too much. We'll dig yep. into something else. Maybe we'll do some good old-fashioned Jesus. I don't know. Yep. And well, then I'll be gone the out. next week. And Mike will be out eventually. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have to figure out what we'll do that week, Mike. Yep. All right, guys. All right, everybody. Thank you for Thanks watching. For Thank you for tuning in. in. Good show. Have a good week.